dates, and events presented in this podcast are from the member's best recollection and may not be fully accurate. The podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this podcast are of the individual's own and don't necessarily represent our employer's positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are under protected national labor Welcome back to another 533 Teamsters podcast coming out of Reno, Nevada. My name is Esli Velez-Perez. Jason Sarmiento. Marcelo. And today we got a special guest. Zachary Van Heest. How are you doing, Zach? Good. Uh, I was tired of my uh, stories getting stolen, so I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So I can actually tell them for once. Nice, man. So tell us, uh, who are you, Zach, to the people? Let them know who you are. I am a 22-4 with absolutely no seniority. Wow. Hell yeah. You're the foundation because you're at the bottom. I am. Very bottom. Interesting. Uh, So you're also subscribed to the podcast. Thank you. You, We have two subscribers, my grandma and Zach, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, Jason, you got any questions for Zach? All right, Zach, what's it been like coming up as a 22-4, work-wise, getting laid off? So it's been very interesting. Um, I'm in a very unique position. I went 22-4 super fast. It was only about a few months of preloading before I was already on road qualifying and being qualified. Nice. Worked through peak and then... uh, Right after peak was laid off for about three-ish months, I think, was back in the building. What do you mean laid off? So there wasn't enough work around, according to management. So you just kind of go back to what you used to do in the building. It's very vague, even though it probably shouldn't be. Um, But was basically just back on the preload, working eight hours a day in the building. So after the preload was done, just, you know, uh, just, uh, whoa, okay. Just sticking around for eight hours, racking bags, cleaning, finding stuff to do. But um, I'm also in a unique position as well because, as everyone in here knows, um, I have a lot of family and friends that have been at UPS for, God, going on 25 years now. At in the, Yeah, 25 years. So I get a lot of different perspectives on the job, the union, uh, how to work with management, Etc. from um, people that have a lot more seniority as opposed to, you know, a lot of these newer 22 fours that they're taught. And I was taught to just go out and absolutely crush it. I think I've told you stories about how um, I was taught things like up to a hundred pounds. You don't need your hand truck. Just run it. Go out. Who would tell you that? Yeah. Well, no names, but we're just curious. Management really told you Yeah. Was it management? Yeah. Management, um, going out the driver's side, uh, just hustling, crushing, you know, and I was an absolute crusher. Marcelo knows when I was qualifying, I was so stoked to be doing 40 stops an hour. I was enthralled. What? Yeah. How do you do do that? Don't take your breaks, run, uh, do what you're not supposed to, you know, a big thing was that prepping stops. So put one on your driver's side one on your uh, passenger side steps, do the passenger side, come back in, do the driver's side, go out through the driver's side door, come back in through the driver's side and take off. And I mean, you can just hammer stops out. But then I started talking to Esley and Jason and learned about, you know, 
working safely, taking your breaks. Cause I never used to take a lunch break. I would take maybe two 15s, usually just one 15, honestly, um, organized towards the end of it. So really only like a 10 minute break and just be super proud to, you know, absolutely demolish a route. And I think that's still where a lot of 22 fours are at. Um, a lot of people, not just 22 fours, but, um, a lot of people want to get off just so early and, you know, call it a day and just basically get salaried instead of paid for their hourly rate. But I've just tried to kind of switch my mindset on it because yeah, at first when you hear and you learn that, you know, you can work up to 14 hours in a day, you're going to be working lots of 12s, lots of 10s. It's very stressful, but once you get over that mental hurdle and you don't let it bother you, I mean, I worked 14 on Tuesday this last week, almost 12 the day after, and just is what it is, you know, took all my breaks, worked safely, didn't cry, didn't fret, you know, just got it done. I uh, think the crushing part comes from inside the warehouse. When I was a loader um, with UPS, this is back in 2007, like you had people like being fucking proud of loading someone into a wall. Yeah, I put that guy in a wall. I fucking loaded my side faster. I killed this. I didn't need no help. So um, when some of us became drivers, we kind of also had that mentality there um, because of it. But it is quickly went away once you realize your body gets hurt, and when it hurts, it hurts, you know. And um, the the uh, strangest thing to me is seeing new drivers like two two fours who haven't been in the warehouse just still come in and have that mindset. And you're just like, all right, maybe it's human nature of some sort of being so competitive. Whose route is this? Oh, that guy works twelve hours. Watch me do it in fucking seven. You know. And if they get some kind of like, you suck at your job because I did your route at seven in seven hours. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to walk out of here in both feet. You might walk out in crutches. How many drivers, as a new driver, do you see walking around with, like, if they're still injured? Man, there's someone in that office. Someone new on TAW in that office once a month, I'd say. What's TAW for people who don't know? Temporary alternative work. So if you're injured, you know, get to hang out in the office. I've, I learned that today. Some people don't know. I, I learned that today. <clears throat> I think a big issue, though, honestly, um, thinking about it with the current 22 fours um, is a lot of us all came up during COVID and the volume was just so, so heavy and so insane. And um, I know a lot of the 22 fours that qualified over the summer were on mandatory six days a week. So I think they really just still have that crusher mentality of, you know, I don't want to be here for six days a week. I don't want to be here for 14 hours a day. I just want to be home and either go hang out with my family or sit on the couch and drink a beer. But I don't know. Like I said, you just kind of have to change your mentality about it, in my opinion. That's true. One thing I always tell people is like, we all have that why on why we work safe. And whether some people have that why we crush routes, sometimes there's a six-pack waiting for them at home with a lazy boy. I was talking to this driver, and I saw him one time uh, put a 100-pound package over his shoulder. 
and just run it to a door. And I told him um, the next morning, I was like, hey, dude, you were working on safe, man. He's like, dude, I was just heavy. I wanted to get done. I said, you want, you have a family? You have kids? What, why were you getting done so fast? What's so important at home? He said, no, just sat on my lazy boy watching Jeopardy drinking beer. So you're willing to put your body through harm to go sit on a couch, watch Jeopardy, and drink a beer? Like, does that make sense? If you take the extra few minutes that it would have taken to either uh, put on a, a handcart or ask for driver assist, make sure it's union work, you know, don't let supervisors come and help you assist on that 70-pound package. Um, it, like, is it really going to hurt your fun time after work, you know? Because when we started, right, Jason, we didn't have that that option, right, Marcella, as well? When we started, it was like, hey, day one, I was told, this is a 14-hour job. Can you do it? Yeah. So I made no plans Monday through Friday. Yeah, that was the mentality. Even the management, when you went into either department at UPS, they would tell you once you go full-time, you know, is your family going to be okay with this? They would want to make sure because that was the mentality. That's what they want to teach you. You're going to be out here all night. Is everybody prepared? Are you sure you want this? Yeah, what's that, like, disclaimer in feeders where you got to sign if you probably can get divorced? Or at least a, well, war a warning? So I, I went feeders, like I did the 10-day training, and um, I obviously didn't go feeders, but I did that. And they talked to me, like, uh, sat me down and was like, are you sure? You know, like, it wasn't you had to sign something, but it was talked about. Well, um, both feeders and package cars, we have the highest divorce rates with, um, with like, firemen and cops combined. We're more than they are on divorce rates, which is common because the hours, you know, um, you're not there for your kids' events after school, football practice, and you're not there to help them with their homework. And eventually the wife gets tired of it only being her, even if you're the breadwinner. But um, I've noticed that, uh, like, the 224s, they don't – have to worry about working long days. They get off at four or five from what I've been seeing. You remember when four or five was that green light of death to go pick up a hundred stops? Right. I remember my first time getting off at five. I was excited. I pull up. I called my buddy too on one of my breaks like, bro, I'm going to be able to make the event you text me about. I pull up to the building, gas up, park my truck. I walk in the office, the soups turn around and say, what are you doing back? It's only five. We need pickup help. Go back out and do this, this, and that. They're like, all right. Dude, I got a funny story about that shit. So <laughs> I got back to the hub early one day, and a, a senior driver tells me, uh, you want me to take your board and hang it up for you? And I kind of was like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, we used to look out for the newer guys sometimes, and fucking they'd punch out. And we'd go hang up the board because if they go in and they see them, they're sending them back out. I was like, what? I've, I've heard stories of a similar situation like that. I've heard stories where like new, uh, newer drivers during that time, they would punch out, leave their diet in their truck. And, and, and the like, car parker would bring it in. Yeah. And then they would walk out because they were afraid of management sending them back out. Damn. 
That's baller. <laughs> I, I remember it was 7 o'clock one night, and I got back. I already had a messed up day, and management says, we got this driver. He's a piece. You two drivers got to go and take over the rest of the route. And 7 o'clock, head into Carson City. We got an hour drive ahead of us. And we've got like 60 stops that we have to do in an hour. And this guy, we get out there. What are you guys doing here? We're taking over the route. Get out of here. Okay. And he heads home. And our dumbass over here does 60 stops in an hour and then flies back to fucking Reno. What do you know about that story, Ashley? Yes. Yes, thanks for the rest. I was really tired that day. <laughs> Seven o'clock going to Carson. Was that like an ego boost for you guys? Like, oh, we can handle it. This fool can't. Well, it was just anger. I was uh, ready to. Go. I was seven yeah. o'clock. I was like, I'm gonna be home. I, I I text my wife. You know, I was like, look, I'll be home in like thirty minutes. Boom. Yeah. yeah Ship comes up. You two go to Carson. Take over the route now. The fuck. Congratulations. And uh, I remember the next morning I come in, sipping my Starbucks, and I saw Jason. I was like, how late were you guys? We worked our 14, and he walked right by me. I said, all right, cool. Should have brought you a coffee. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. Should have brought you a coffee. No, but um, one thing, Zach, you mentioned, right, and this might be why they came out to help to grab 60. I mean, 60 stops at. 7 p.m. There's no way you could do it within the 14. Zach, how many times as a newer driver, you mentioned it once already, have you gotten close to the 14, if not past that? Uh, close to, I'd say, four or five times. I'd say I probably work a 14 once every two months. Like, when I say 14, you know, like 13 and a half to like the 14. Yeah, I've gone over it once. Wow. I heard that story, Zach. Can so, you share it? So, uh, so, without, so other people don't take your story? Can you share your story? Without saying names, please. Yeah, of course. So um, I was sent up to Tahoe. I told management that I was going to be over 14, and they said it would be fine. It would be fine. We'll tell you when to turn around. They told me when to turn around. I turned around, and then they made me um, – unload and you know ecd scan everything um and then i was telling them like i'm gonna be over 14 i'm not gonna make it and sure enough i was over 14 had to get picked up over off the maverick on veterans wow um but i i mean like i want like i said earlier too i mean i didn't cry about it i didn't you know throw a fit about it or get angry it was just well, you know, it's, it is what it is. Once to me, once you hit the twelve-hour mark, fourteen is nothing. That's right. Ten to twelve is the hard. Ten to twelve is the hard mark. Twelve to fourteen is who cares? Yeah, once you're delirious, it doesn't matter yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. So what happens with uh, management? They um, resi routes. They tend not to really watch those routes. They're more focused on the business routes. So when I my first fourteen was within one year of when I became a driver, over 14, I um, they sent me overloaded on um, resi, and I had to go help people too. 
because uh, at that time they honored 9-5. So there's a lot of senior drivers with 9-5 around me. And I had to go grab the rest of their work so they could get off under 9-5. And I um, <clears throat> communicated with management, which is what we have to do. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Let them know what's happening. As soon as I grabbed the stops, I let them know, hey, this is a lot of stops. This is over 100 stops at 3 p.m. I think I had like 140 that I had to, after I picked up. That's a full route. Exactly. And I said, hey, um, this is a lot. Like, look at the time. I'll do the best I can. I was getting messages back. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I remember, like, while I'm out there delivering this resi, uh, one of the supervisors even calls me. He says, hey, uh, one of the guys that was doing the sh uh, shed, like, uh, taking the boards down, forgot to bring them back. So we got boards down there at the shed. Can you go get them? I was like, look, dude, I'm still delivering resi. He goes, when you're done. I was like, I'm, there's a lot. You know, he's like, all right, I'll figure it out. I was like, but just a reminder, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it in. No, 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 you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So I sent one last message an hour before the 14th mark. Um, please advise what you want me to do 14s in an hour because they have to tell you to come in. You can't make that choice yourself. Never got no message back. And if you guys are familiar with the Carson City area, I was delivering Lakeview Timberline at the time. Which is at least it was easy. <laughs> so I ran out of hours on the side of the mountain, no lights. It was pitch black, you know, and it was just like crazy. And they uh, came and picked me up at after I I uh, called the center and said, "Hey, I sent a message. I'm out of hours." I even sent another one saying, "I'm out of hours. I'm on the side. Um, I need to get picked up." And the um, Part-time soup in there is just cussing up a storm and tells me there's nobody left in the building and I got to wait for the car parkers to arrive. So I didn't get picked up until almost 1 a.m. Whoa. I punched out that day like at 2.30. That's been a nice paycheck. <laughs> but that was my first 14. And once you went through that, you were just like, all right, like now it, I know. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. It really mm -hmm. isn't. But it's just one of those things, and ever since then, it went from getting picked up by people from getting picked up by the tow truck instead. So do you easy. think, Zach, do you think a lot of your partners, like, have ever experienced anything near that? What do you think their reaction would be, newer 22-4 driver? Um, I can tell you straight off the top of my head that I've had conversations with 22-4s that say they will not work over a 12 hour day, let oh, alone they won't. a 14. I don't know how they get to make that decision because I mean, that is management's decision and that is what you're signing up for once you walk through that guard shack. So, but I mean, a lot of them, yeah, they'll just, they'll do anything, are they anything to be off are at they, eight. Let, not, not 12, not 10, eight. They want to be off after eight, not take their breaks, um, running. I mean, I don't uh, Some of those guys move so fast. I don't know how, I don't know how they accomplish it or what they're doing, but I don't agree with it personally. So is the mentality like, I'm not going to do it as in I'll bring the truck back with stops. I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's them saying they're going to tell management that some, someone else needs to do it and they're going to see what happens then. Or, but I, I don't know. I don't know what they have meant when they said I am not working over 12. Yeah, I remember a few peaks back, 
it was uh, we did the seventy hour work week. They extended our hours of service, and I was running out of hours by Saturday. They were forcing people to come in Saturday if they had any leftover hours. That was the worst peak ever, and it was fourteen every day, every day. We were doing seventy by the end of Friday. Yeah. I remember Gardnerville during peak season. You guys were hammered. Yeah. You know. I was doing 14 every day last peak, and you had some people clocking out after three hours. You know, there there is a balance. Like, I'll explain this. Like, some people are like, 14 hours, like, I can't do that. I can't give up my life for this company. And then there's some people are like, well, you know, it's it's uh, it is what it is. Like they're the ones that sent me out like this. Um, I'm gonna do the best I can safely, and I'll just enjoy the paychecks. Um, at one point, like we have to ask ourselves where where does it really? Um, when is it really worth it? You know. I think we've posed a lot of this as like the old mentality versus the new mentality. But I think a lot of drivers who have been around and they're older drivers, they're senior drivers. Some people even have that mentality, even though they're a senior driver of like crush it, get it done every day. And, uh, the sad thing is that they have like a lot of examples around them of people who have left, you know, with serious injuries, surgeries, and that wasn't a wake up call to, work safer they still do the extreme to get it done so i think even even a senior driver can have that mentality yeah yeah i I mean in me saying i'm okay with working a 14 of course isn't um, necessarily condoning it i do think it is extremely unsafe to especially like marcella was saying during peak just work 14 after 14 like four or five days in a row yeah that's not safe and that definitely isn't fair in my opinion as far as fair days work for fair days pay is concerned but um, I'm just more trying to say that, you know, and this isn't trying to hamper on anybody because I, I, until Esli and Sarmiento and some other people kind of showed me the light and got into my head a little bit, you know, like I said, I was doing 40 stops an hour. I was running. I wasn't using my hand cart. I was um, not taking my breaks. And when I got the more, when I got the more, hire seniority drivers to give me some advice. I quickly learned like, Hey, this is it. I try to tell all the 22 fours that, um, I talk to as well, you know, take your break, take your 30, just take a 30 minute lunch, take your two fifteens. Here's how you take your 10 minutes after 10 hours. And a lot of them won't even do it. And I've tried explaining to them. It gets easier. Once you start taking your breaks, once you start taking your breaks and give that, 30 minutes for your mind, just kind of go at ease, rest, stare at your phone for a minute, you know, and management sees that you're going to take your lunch break or probably around the same time every single day. That's, I mean, on their end, they just see that as missed service. We see it as, you know, our uh, entitlement, but to them, that's just packages not getting delivered. So your day gets easier. They won't. They're not going to put as many stops on you if you're running a business route and they know that um, you're not going to be working during that period of time. It's pickups that aren't getting serviced, business that isn't giving service. So they they need to figure it out at that point. And I try telling people that and 
I don't know. Like I said, a lot of them are just like, I just want to get home at five o'clock. It's like, yeah, but if, if you do this for a month or so, you'll notice that it's not going to be perfect. Like I said, I worked a 13 and a half hour day on Tuesday, but for the most part, I mean, they give me my stops. I go out there and work and sometimes they end up sending me help because I'm, I mean, I'm not doing 40 stops an hour anymore. And, uh, what, what do you do for your lunch, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, eat. 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 Look and at my phone. Chill. And give your body some rest, right? Yeah, yeah. And hydrate. That's another big one. I like to spend a lot of my lunch. I mean, obviously, you should hydrate throughout the day, but it's a lot easier when you're sitting down in the shade, especially when it's hot out, like it has been during your lunch break, to just, you know, sip on some cold water, lower your body temperature, relax. And um, Jason... How about you? What do you do for your lunch? I go to the gym or just hang out, depending on the day, do errands, depending on where you are in town. But for me, about 12 o'clock, I start itching. It's getting to be lunchtime, 12.30 every day, hour and a half, shut it down. Like, I can't do it anymore. Like I used to do 14 hours, come back to the building, and then take 40 minutes of breaks. Work 14 and a half hours, and then now, like, I can't work over four hours. It's lunchtime. Like, yeah. It's not going to work for me. Yeah, I'm and, the same way with my first my first 15. It's like two hours on the dot. I start getting hungry again. Yeah. Grab that protein bar I brought, bought, I brought, and, you know, eat it, chill out, get some more water if I need to into my body, and continue on after it's over. And then, um, and then would. Jason, would you say due to the fact that you have kids and you have a busy morning that by going to the gym on your hour lunch, it makes it easier to fit the gym in on your busy lifestyle? Hell yeah. Uh, they're, they started training on my route recently, so I can't go to the gym on lunch anymore. And those 5 a.m. days are kicking your ass, so definitely. What about your lunch, Marcella? What do you do on lunch? crickets um one thing i do for my did the mic did my mic not work Ashley? does marcelo take a lunch or what's he do on his lunch i think this mic's disconnected he told me um he likes to knit he's part of the garnerville knitting community community (laughs) (laughs) he knits 49er sweaters um see what i do for my 15s because i have a route it's my set route my first 15, sometimes if I forget to bring a lunch, I'll swing by Chipotle, grab lunch for, for my hour lunch later. Or if I forgot to grab coffee in the morning, I'll stop by the Dutch Bros to get my coffee then. Sounds like you need an alarm. I think Dutch Bros is every day, isn't it? It is every day. It is. <laughs> it's either the first 15 or the last 15. Either way, Dutch Bros. I went by there the other day because I'm on injury, and uh, they had to cut half the staff. I guess they weren't keeping up. <laughs> I did one, lose money in my Dutch Bros stock. Yeah, and then the lights were turned off after certain hours. That what happened? You kept the lights on. Oh shoot, my bad. Um, but I, uh, I there's this business lobby on my route that has leather couches, and it's just these leather couches are just marinating in an AC all day. So when I take my hour lunch. My I'm my feet are kicked up on these couch. It's just like ultimate relief 
from a hot day. Damn, so in the winter, are they going to be all nice and warm and toasty when it's cold outside? Oh, yeah. best believe. But like I said, I'm going to continue to. That's why it's my time. It's my time to to, uh, to dedicate to me, to let my body rest, to uh, catch up on text messages, to, to check anything. Because uh, when we are at work, we're kind of focused on doing a job. And we don't get to focus on the other things. Like, I could be delivering, and uh, a customer would be like, oh, thank you. This is my uh, new uh, iPhone charger that I ordered. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know they made new ones. And then I remember on my hour lunch, I'm like, oh, let me check out that charger. Maybe I could order it. Or you might, because, you know, customers love to tell you what they ordered. And then you're like, on your hour lunch, you could be like, oh, the Amazon. That shit sounds cool. Uh, or even on a 15, and... The biggest thing is like people have this mindset is I came here to make money. I punched in to make money. Why would I get off the clock? Well, if that is your mindset, I understand. But um, you're just going to keep putting your body through a lot of stress. Give it a rest. And I understand if you have wives and kids at home that you need to um, get home too early because you're happy wife, happy life. Uh, but just remember, it's your body, and you don't want to tell your kids when they get older that daddy can't go play soccer with them outside because he has to take seven ibuprofen just so his knees can start moving again. Right? Yeah. No, that's really smart. I might start. I'm going to start telling a, or when I talk to other drivers or whatever, I'm going to start to try to reframe it because there's definitely been times too where um, I've just been in a certain area and wanted to hit the store so, you know, I can get like, cause obviously the truck is 130 degrees in the summer, but, um, non-perishables at the store or whatever that I needed for that day, just go do that on my lunch. If there's an opportunity to do that, chill out. Like you said, if I want to try a new restaurant and I'm right next to it, that's a great opportunity to do so. So you can definitely make your lunch and your breaks work for you. It's not just as though, oh, I'm just gonna sit here and not do anything for a half hour to an hour. Like you, you can make them work for you. So when you are punching out, even if, okay, you crushed your route, you're punching out at five thirty, six o'clock. Why did you crush your route? So you could go to the store or, you know, get home in time for dinner. It's like, you know, you could, you could handle those things on your lunch. You could go to the store on your lunch. You could communicate with your significant other or your friends or whatever during your lunch break. Um, there's also this mindset to remember. Jason, how often do you go to Gardnerville if you're not on the clock? Not very often. Marcelo, how often do you go to Gardnerville if you're not on the clock? Uh, I don't think I've ever been. So for guys like you guys who have out-of-city routes, you know, Gardnerville might have stores, they might have bakeries, they might have stuff that you don't see here. And it's on your route. Like, you're out there working. Why not, hey, stop, order a pie, pick it up tomorrow on your break, you know? And and once again, remember, all cash purchases or you buy anything must be on a break. But, like, um, there might be a restaurant, like Zach said, you know? Like, like you might um, run into, like, oh, I've never tried this. Uh, Garnerville, Genoa, a lot of the meat comes from the Bentley Ranch. A lot of the meat comes from literally down the street, the butcher shops. So it's fresher. So you're eating a burger, it's fresher meat than McDonald's, than Wendy's, than wherever. And why won't you take advantage of that? Just because you wanted to get home? 
Um, and another thing too, also, um, I'm not trying to rant on, on, on this for more, but you guys could also buy hammocks and just put them up, read a book. A lot of drivers do. You can see them bring books in and, you know. How about this? So let's set the stage for, for Reno. We in the last five years have had ridiculous inflation in everything. As UPS drivers, even when they went to a progression, they have done well financially, buying houses, being financially stable. You guys, as younger drivers, you're only making 20 bucks an hour when you, when you start out. We have a bunch of drivers, even two, three years into a progression, you're not financially eligible to buy a house. You're not making that money. So with that being said, if you're making 20 bucks an hour and you're hell-bent on clocking out before eight hours every day, whatever it takes, you're only making 800 bucks a week. Like, that's not going to buy you that house in this town anymore. It's just not going to happen. It's probably making rent pretty tough. I've been seeing two to $3,000 apartment prices. So with that being said, with you, with other people that are lower in seniority like yourself, Zach, um, where are you at on that? Like why does it make sense to work eight hours and go home and not make that money, not buy that house? Like, like I told a few drivers at this point, if – you're working eight hours. You're doing a nine-hour day in eight hours. You're stealing money from yourself. You know, that extra hour a week is going to add up. Whether that's you can pay that mortgage now, whether you got lucky and you bought a house before, you know, all this, and you have a cheap mortgage, why not save that money? Why not look into a second house or set yourself up more savings? Where are you, where are you guys at on that? Um, so me personally, uh, I'm pretty sure I know why you brought this up because I've talked to you a lot about in the next five years wanting to purchase a house. Uh, you know, just saving money. I know there are some 22 fours that, um, or lower seniority drivers that, um, you know, aren't afraid to work overtime. I'm not trying to say I'm the only one or anything like that, but, uh, from, from what I hear around, a lot of people just get to the point on the overtime where like the money isn't worth it to them anymore. And I get it. I mean, yeah, it, it is hard to work 55 to 60 hours a week. It is, it's not an easy task to accomplish. And of course, being a 22 four, not having eight hour requests or nine, five protections makes it a whole lot harder. But, um, from what I see, it's also a lot of, and I mean, I've been guilty of it too. Blowing your money, kind of like you hear stories of like people sign up for the military and get their first bonus or whatever and go buy a Mustang GT brand new off the lot. There are definitely, and I've had that conversation with you too about, um, you know, just wanting to get a new car, something faster, something cool, a new truck. And I mean, yeah, it's cool, it's fun, but it's definitely not setting yourself up for long-term goals, especially because 
I mean, when you're crushing it as hard as some people do, you're driving dirty and that's not going to be good for your career at UPS. You don't need to be doing 40 miles an hour in a 25. True. So to kind of, uh, go back on what you guys are saying. So one, we're not telling people to, um, work long. We're just saying work safer. We're uh, saying the methods are there. And I'm sure if you were to follow the methods, there's no way you could do 40 stops an hour. Correct. Um, the methods are not there to slow you down. They're there to keep you safe and the public safe because someone who's loading up their dash, which we know a lot of crushers love to do that. You're no longer being able to keep, um, your eyes ahead, you know, like being able to scan in front of you. Um, and what, what about if you load up your dash and some ram pulls out in front of you? Yeah, that happens a lot. Be careful, guys. So, you know, right now, because I didn't, I wasn't good at dodging, I'm on TAW. And I've been doing these assessments, and I've learned that when you walk, you're putting 1.5 times your body weight on your um, joints, on your leg joints, right? Imagine that with a 40-pound package in your hand. You're putting that body weight on your joints. So, like, Whereas I was trained with a 100-pound package because you don't need your hand trained yeah. for that. So, so like I said, like if you were going to grab a package, you put it on your cab, get down, pick it up. There's no way, like because people love to run out the steps with a package in their hand already. So what I'm trying to say is like when you work safe, you're... Uh, um, it, it does take you a little longer than you expected rather than working unsafe. Like everybody knows that. So when we're saying you're cheating yourself out of this money, you're taking shortcuts. And I've personally spoke with a um, newer driver and he was telling me, Oh, you guys are lucky. Nowadays I can't buy a house. Like, well, you're lucky. Cause back then I couldn't go home before five o'clock and I, I was like i saw your truck this morning you were cubed out how the hell did you get out before five he's like i ran my ass off because i want to go home and play video games and i said so you're complaining about being financially hurt but not been but not not willing to work safe because you want to go home and play video games he goes hey i live a comfortable life i can't afford a steak dinner but it's comfortable. And I was like, what? Like, dude, you're in your 20s. Talking about the money, um, one thing that comes to mind is like when you get injured and you're going to be out for, I don't know how long you can stay on TAW. 30 days, I know. <clears throat> okay. So we got 30 days. And then after that, what happens? Like You go out on comp. On comp. When you're on comp, what kind of income are you bringing in? in 70% comparison? of okay. your... 70%. So like another thing people are th probably not thinking about is when they put themselves in the position of having to go out on disability, how much less income they're going to have, you know, are people prepared for that? Cause that could be a rude awakening. Well, one thing too, to point out is, uh, doctors, especially concentra and work related doctors, their job isn't to put you back to how you were. Their job is just to put you back to where you could do the job. There is so many drivers that we see who 
snap their Achilles heel from running and slipping on steps and stuff like that. And they still limp because the Achilles heel didn't heal right. Uh, there's a driver who tore his shoulder. Crusher tr- tore his shoulder. I heard that uh, after surgery, his hand randomly goes numb because the doctor didn't put him back to how he was. They just fixed him up and said, you know, you, you, you're good for now and send him back out. So keep that in mind. Like, if you want to be a crusher, you get hurt. You're not going to come back the same if it requires surgery. And if you're a crusher making little money and you get hurt and you got on comp, you're going to be making way less money. And and like lifting the 100-pound package by yourself, you know, you're going to get away with that for months, maybe years. Eventually it catches up. It's like back to your saw analogy. Yeah. It's just a little bit more every day. So, I get it. You're new. You want to go home, play video games. Maybe you have a PC. Maybe you have a hobby. But just remember, that hobby of yours is going to cost you more later down the line if you don't watch it. You know, it's like similar with people, like they said, uh, yeah, you might enjoy drinking beer because of how it makes you feel at the moment. But over time, what it does to your liver, what it does to your skin, what it does to your taste in football teams... It will affect it in the long term. Am I right, Marcelo? Yeah. When was the last time the Rams beat the Niners, by the way? I w- wanted to <laughs> hear a little bit about that. We're here for Zach. Zach's Let's turn this to the sports guest. podcast. <laughs> we're here with Zach. So, Zach, what do you think about what I just said? Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's another thing I try to tell people, too, um, that obviously you guys have given me a lot of knowledge. So, I've tried to pass it on to a lot of the 22-4s, especially on, like, Saturdays and stuff, because that's when, I mean... It's only 20, well, now it's not only 22 fours, but it was only 22 fours. So it would always be only 22 four problems that people would be talking about. And I tell them, you know, take your breaks, especially your paid breaks. People don't want to take their paid breaks, let alone their lunch break. You know, work safe. You don't want to hobble out of here, be put on disability, like you were saying. Um, But another thing, too, is it's, I mean, I'm not management so i don't understand it but it's i think it kind of goes back to how i was saying you know um when you take your breaks and work safe and follow the methods and all that that um your day gets easier because there have been days now i i'm not one of those people that constantly gets up at five or six o'clock but when it does happen you know i'll i'll send in a finished work message to see if they want me to go help or call jason if like i'm in the same loop as him i haven't been lately but um because of him not being on his route. But uh, hold on. We got a fact check real quick. Jason, does he? When, one day he came and took like the rest of my truck pretty much. Uh, I was off at four. I sent in a finished work message. Sat. Back. I took my 15-minute break. Didn't hear back. Called Jason. Was like, you want some help? Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> he hit me up the other day, but I was on my route. Damn, Zach. So, You're a real one. And always remember, just like that, there's always senior drivers in your loop who want to go home. So probably like the last part of this, it's kind of going on a minute, but here's one thing that I find pretty ironic with the 22 fours. 
it's four o'clock and the 22-4 or even lower seniority pulls up to you and I can't go home because of you. I want to go home. And they're pissed off that you're using your seniority to go home. You know, you want to be either if it's just going home or to keep you under 9-5, whatever those situations are. Then the next morning you hear these people I want to bump on that route. I got one day over that guy. You're not going to violate my seniority. But meanwhile, clocking out at 3, 4, 5 o'clock, you're pretty much violating every one above you's seniority. Like, unless you got like 10, 20, 30 years, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's why I always like try to send in a finished work message or see what's going on but um i don't like i said i don't really understand why um because they used to send me out to help a lot like of course when i was like first starting in peak i was going out to help every day but i don't know lately it just hasn't been a thing which in my mind is completely unfair because it is a seniority-based company and i think a lot of um 22 fours kind of need to realize that too is that you know we're not even rpcds we basically have no seniority if they're telling you to go out and help you should go out and help it's called being you know a teamster it's a yeah. team i've always heard this term when uh new drivers have to go help i did my work why can't you do your work i don't understand well everybody's not dispatched of well, the same way well, some people's loops work? are worse but what's my work i'm doing my job i'm delivering packages but what is my work all of our work is at least up to 14 hours when you walk through that guard shack. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, it's like you're saying, yeah, you're right. I, some routes are dispatched different. But if I'm doing the methods like we were trained, if I'm taking my breaks and lunch like we've got in the contract. And trained in undergrad, they do, they train you to do that. And, and here's the thing. Um, if, we're, if I'm following the methods, if I'm doing following the rules and I'm doing what we're supposed to do and what's in the contract, I'm expecting people around me to be doing the same. So when a driver pulls up on me and says, I broke the rules, why aren't you, is what I'm hearing. When I did my work, why can't you? And that is one of the mindsets I hear, like especially when I'm on TAW, I heard it in the office, supervisor saying, no, he's not going to go help. He did his work. It's not his fault the other driver can't do his work. What are you talking about? Yeah, I even heard, like, we had a regional manager saying something to the effect of sending people back out is not fair, which that kind of blew my mind. It's just like... They want to protect those crushers. Yeah, but it's just Keep like, them doing what they're doing. Yeah, there is definitely a very odd reward system in place where if, you know, you do do 40 stops an hour and you get 200 to 250 stops off before 5 o'clock, like, they are just gonna let you do that every single day and get home at six okay zach and i'll tell you what they'll let you do that until you get hurt my my cousin used to pride himself on calling himself yrc he used to crush routes he used to brag to me he'll send me photos monday thursday at at, at uh, western village watching the football games at 4 p.m and he used to do the barnes and noble route um where they deliver barnes and noble on south Virginia and whatever it was like a heavy business slash resi route and uh you know he used to pride himself in that 
And one day he got hurt reaching for, uh, he had a bunch of E-Rags. He overreached to pull some more of those Barnes and Noble books and the weight of the book, um, messed up his shoulder. Uh, the package, my bad. The, the weight of the package messed up his shoulder. He was in that office and they were making him feel like a criminal and he was confused. Like I'm your guys' crusher. I do this work for you guys, and here I am. You guys are treating me like, like dirt. Yeah, that no. was his wake up call. There's that. another driver who had been around for a long time, and he had that reputation. He was their guy, you know. And the we had a UPS labor guy, and the UPS labor guy couldn't stand this guy anymore because he got injured. Couldn't do what he used to do. Then he started not wanting to handle his grievances, pushing everything through to the highest level just out of anger Same. with this employee. Yeah, you're, you're not doing anybody. In the short term, yeah, you might be doing yourself a favor by crushing like that. But in the long term, it's just, it's not within anyone's best interests. Because it affects all those around you, too. I mean, the biggest reason I started taking my lunch is because, as Lee pointed out to me, hey, you know, if every driver just took a 30 minute lunch break, think about all the different routes we would have to make and more part-timers could become full-timers and then more people would gain seniority and it could lead to better opportunities for people that want it. And that's basically why I started taking my 30 minute lunch break. So, yep. It's almost uh, time to wrap it up, but I would tell you this out of the 210 routes that run between the Carson and spark center, uh, 190 do not take their lunch. That is 190 hours UPS is getting um, back uh, a day. That's almost 20 extra routes. Let that sink in. Um, so, like I said, we do have to wrap it up. You guys have anything else for Zach? I love the mullet, Zach. I know. Uh, Zach, what, 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 what did you say? It's a beautiful mullet. What what is it? A mullet? No, you're, I called you Joe Dirt. And you oh, said, it's Dirte. See, I think that we got to touch back on the financials with that real fast. Yeah, because, we kind of did gloss over that. No, I'm just I'm just saying like he's not making that much money, and if he works some more overtime, he'd be able to afford a haircut. I know that they're like thirty <laughs> bucks anymore, but hey, man, I spent fifty bucks on this one. So Whoa, um, you should. We got Teamster illegal, and you should try to go get your money back. Yeah. Hey, uh, with that being said, I, I do got one thing before we wrap it up. We're not. Better not be we're not going to wrap it up. Okay, okay my we bad. Don't wrap it up around here, right, Jason? My bad, Esley. Word on that. Do we get a cry break in the dyad no, board? But but Zach, uh, also for all the ladies listening, Zach's opening it up in the OnlyFans, showing only mullet pics. So damn, that might be a nice side hustle, actually. Have you ever <laughs> seen a hot chick with a mullet? Uh, once or twice, yeah. Um, so one thing that we w were really pushing in our weekly meetings that we haven't really talked about too much on the podcast is another thing about saving money, um, getting your money right. We might go on strike. That could happen during contract contract negotiations is something people need to be prepared for. So I just want to throw that message out. If you do 50 bucks a week, Maybe at this point, it might be smarter to do 75 to 100 a week. Just put it to the side. You know, we don't want people crossing a picket line. Um, ultimately, we're doing this for the benefit of everybody if we do have to. And obviously, we don't want to. But 
it could happen. Yeah. Don't, you don't want to be a crusher that has to cross that picket line. If push comes to shove. If you're living week to week, it's not going to be good. And you're sitting on a picket line for a month, you know, you don't have nothing saved that could look real bad. Unless we all grow mullets and open up an only. <laughs> well, then you're just going to, then there's going to be no money. No money in the OnlyFans mullet yeah, community. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna. What's the word I'm looking for? The phrase. You're just well. You're gonna take away from my money. Is what I'm really mad about, actually. So yeah, don't do that. <laughs> also, Zach, are you ready for peak season? Um. Yeah, I feel like the last couple of weeks have been worse. Honestly, being laid off was worse than peak season. So. But you're an out of city driver, correct? I'm Tahoe. a. Truckee. I'm a wherever they want me driver. Garnerville, correct. You know, one one of the four teams I've worked was, un, like it, it was it wasn't like work heavy. It was because a freaking snowstorm hit me, and I had to ride the chains all the way from Dayton to Reno. And you know, with the chains on, you can't drive more than like thirty five miles per hour. So that was. Did they come and pick you up off the road? No, no, time? no, no. I made it back to the building, but that was what I'm saying. It took like almost two hours to drive back. It was insane. One thing I thought about those drivers who say I won't work over 12 hours or whatever, you get stuck in a storm. You yeah, ain't got no choice. I don't know what you're going to do then. Yeah. Or you get stuck. You slide Because here's a Nevada law real quick. Uh, chains are optional. If the lights are flashing, it's to your discretion if you want to put chains on. But if you get into an accident, regardless of whose fault it is, if you don't have chains on, it's going to come back on you. I've got that from a highway patrolman one time. Damn. Real talk. Also, regardless of Nevada law, once you put, if you, once you lose one traction on one of those tires in the UPS truck, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're in a ditch. (laughs) All right, then. Anybody have anything else for Zach? Does Ross have my burrito? Where is he? I think I think, I think we, he ate it. I think you don't he use took too long. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> All right, guys. Like